Welcome to Business in 15. Hello once again. Thank you for joining us. This is the New Vision Business Podcast. My name is Lynn Komjisha and with me is Paul Busharizi. Paul, people have been making noise about the Nile patch. What are we missing? Why, why, why? What is the issue there really? I think uh, there's, um, there's a fisheries and aquatics bill, I think, passing through parliament. So members of the Uganda Fish Export Association were in parliament to give their views on the bill. And, um, you know, one of the exporters suggested that uh, maybe in order for them to meet their quota of Nile Patch exports, which uh, our Nile Patch is very can you say, in demand in Europe, that in order for them to meet their quotas, uh, Uganda and local Uganda should stop using, uh, should stop eating Nile patch and um, and leave it for exporters. Yes. And uh, that's really what caused the uproar. It was a suggestion. I don't know, you know, when you guys go to parliament, they say all sorts of things. <laughs> it was uh, a suggestion, mm. and, and then they came back and, you know, they said, we are sorry for that. We are sorry for that. I think no one expected the uproar and them least of all. So they were shocked at, at the uproar and, and they felt a need to come back and say, no, no, we didn't actually mean it or something. So they were before the Parliamentary Committee on Agriculture. They're scrutinizing the fisheries and agriculture bill. Mm-hmm. This bill, fisheries, they just said, you know what, we, our fish sells more in Europe and Asia. I, I sh- they should have said reduce on the consumption, but, but completely? That was not... No, I think, I think also they, they are... And I hope the bill addresses this. Um, what they should actually have been saying is how can maybe we help the industry or help them to grow more Nile patch because we can you can farm yeah. uh, Nile patch um, it, it's really a supply and demand issue but also maybe the guy is a new guy but uh, a few years ago again our fish was in so much demand the price of Nile patch went so was went so went up mm-hmm. quite dramatically and a lot of people couldn't afford Nile patch because uh, the exporters were buying it to send it out to to Europe so it's really a supply and demand thing you know if if they give a good price, Ugandans will not eat Nile patch. <laughs> but the sustainable thing to do is to increase the production th- yes, of Nile patch. I thought so. That mm. was like so easy to think about. But the Minister of Fisheries uh, said, she came forward and said, no, 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 priorities for Ugandans to enjoy their fish. She actually said 80 to 90% by 2030. Allegedly, the World Health Organization says each person is required to consume 17 kgs of fish annually. Paul, how much have you consumed so far? I don't know, but I think I, I think uh, I, I'm not a normal Ugandan, so probably oh. I've consumed more oh. than seventeen. Uh, you can't use me as a as an example. <laughs> uh, probably use I've consumed more than seventeen, but um, I, I think even the, the minister probably was speaking a bit out of turn. Mm. What? The, okay, it's nice to see these things that Ugandans have priority. But, uh, you know, market forces can dictate the other otherwise. And I think the minister should have recognized that, look, there's now a serious competing demand for this fish. What what else can we do? But also the, the exporters, the other concern was that, you see, even when they get the fish from the fishermen, mm-hmm. the fishermen don't process it well. I think they, the way they gut it. Yes, it yes. compromises certain things, especially what what's called moors, oh, yes, which is yes. a bladder of the Nile patch, which is uh, which is a delicacy in places like China and supposed to have some medicinal value. 
So I think that was also part of the context in which they were talking about people should not tamper with uh, Nile patch. But it, it, I also laughed at the time when it was suggested because when you throw a net into the lake, do you, does your net scare away Nile patch and only catch tilapia? How does this thing work? But yeah, it was one of those things that um, kind of got a lot of play. It touched a run of, of course, because they're saying uh, Uganda's domestic consumption of fish currently stands at 72%. And then the export is 28%. So clearly there's something we are missing here or something we are not doing as a country, which you actually highlight that we should focus on the production and not just... Uh, Going out into yes. the lake and, and getting... I, I mean... Uh, what is interesting, actually the fish story is a very interesting story in, in, in can you say the economy of Uganda. Mm. I mean, fish exports are barely 30 years old in this country. Um, you know, we were doing about, I saw a figure saying we were doing about 800 tons of fish uh, in the, in, before 1990. And that's really consumption of fish from the lake. And now we're doing 15,000 tons. Uh, I think this is a year or something. I think it's a year. And we're the second largest producer of fish on the continent after Nigeria. Uh, export, I think, also of fish after Nigeria. So clearly, uh, things are changing. You can't continue the way we've been, just going out into the lake. And uh, I know there are a lot of people in fish farming, but clearly more needs to be done. And probably we're not farming as much. As, uh, the, the demand for uh, our fish in export markets is outstripping our production of fish. So we need to, I think the Ministry of Agriculture should have been thinking about how can I incentivize more production of, of, of oh, Nile patch. Yes. Mm. But, but you see, this, this fisheries and aquaculture bill, they want to, to tackle the, the challenges between, actually with the fishermen. There is uh, the, silver, the silver fish, the issue okay, of the no. silver fish and also the Nile patch. They're saying they're, they're, they're harvesting young, they're not, they're immature. So do you think this bill is going to address all these challenges we're facing in the fishing industry? You know, just like any other law, it's really about enforcement. Do you have the capacity to enforce? Um, and interestingly, like many things in life, uh, the law is coming after uh, the demand because it's responding to this actually this uh, this uh, new uh, new part of the economy and the increasing demand for our fish abroad and internally we also we're also eating more fish than we were 20 uh, 30 years ago so the, the challenge really is enforcement they're going to write a beautiful bill i have no doubt about it it's going to be you know <laughs> i've heard many times uganda has laws as some of the best in the world the question okay. is enforcement yes exactly mm. so that's where the challenge will be so how then do we move forward the uganda fish processors and exporters association they came forward and said we are sorry uh, we apologize for, for what we said about abcd I would like to extend our sincere apology to all stakeholders and the Ugandan public at large. In respect to the comment made to the media after the UFPIA submission made to the Parliamentary Committee on Fisheries and Aquaculture Bill 2021. Should we take that apology seriously or should we be worried about this whole thing? No, I mean, the, the, the Uganda, what processors and fish exporters can't can't force us not to eat Nile patch. I mean, it's they just can't. It's it's not it's not. They sh of course you see the thing for them. It's the easy solution for them. Stop Ugandans from eating Nile patch. 
the more sustainable thing as i said is to go into fish farming themselves i mean if you grow your own nile patch who's going to who's going to force you to to give it to uganda and sell it to uganda you, you sell it where you want and that's it was an easy way i think off the top of that guy's head who suggested it's it's a, it's a cheap way of of getting nile patch that to stop ugandans from eating nile patch but the sustainable way should be they should invest in in, in fish farms why not Absolutely. the lake is all there for them what what are we not doing as a country apart from the production issue and and and, and maybe a law that they're trying to enforce but what more can we do but i think there's a lot not going right of course and it's not only in fish i mean uh, the way we think the the way we seem to operate is um, we happen on these things by mistake you know uganda things just happen so fish we have this big lake we are really big little compared to you know other people in producing fish fish are there but then time catches up and now we need to to move and i think uh, government needs to be thinking about the potential markets and how to supply those markets we should be thinking from the from the perspective of the market mm. so let's let's just hypothetically say your market is in in italy where how do i get that fish there what are the standards in italy what are the the quantities required by the market there you know all these kind of things what can we legislation can we put in place here what um regulation can we put in place what incentives can we give people here to produce for that market what many times we do is we just say okay you guys go and produce fish we even might give you fingerlings all of you then the fish grow then where do we put the fish then we're in trouble then you know what happens normally supply and demand mm-hmm. as often happens you give the people fingerlings they produce uh, fish then the prices collapse here in the market here because there's no other external market people say fishing is not a good thing they move away from fish no. so we need to i think government needs to think more from the from the end the market is uh, wherever europe asia wherever what are the standards required there how do we get there do we use a train what's the situation with our train or our trucks then come who can we help to produce more and more what do we need to put in place or research development that's how we need to be thinking it's interesting you mentioned that because uganda is very rich in a lot of things but like you said we happen on them mm. and once we do we say oh there's some money here uh, but then we don't study how best we can utilize this or how best we can get more money out of this mm. uh the the transportation the the the, the standards you know mm-hmm. and and all that uh so moving forward you have highlighted all that moving forward as a country this uh fisheries uh, bill 2021 if it comes into play there are lots of clauses that they've been ha- trying to change here and there especially tackling the the farmer the fishermen and women on ground because most of them just go in there and it's just survival yeah uh, there is n- have they tried to sensitize them do you think they need sensitization at all they'll tell you we've been doing this for the longest time what are you going to tell us sensitization are you giving us yeah. but there need no absolutely there's need because the markets you're going to uh, are go- you're going to you're targeting have standards absolutely you know you 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 probably can't just have fishermen throwing the catch into the bottom of the boat which god knows what has been there before whose feet have been there before and who knows what else has been there before uh, sanitary standards i mean many years ago uh, in the 90s i think uh, our fish were banned from the eu because uh, there were no toilets on the landing site 
Whoa. Yeah. So we had to do. We had to build toilets. That's what I'm talking about. Standards. Wow. Those are the standards we're talking about. Those guys will come and audit every every the, step the of the value yes. chain. And if you omit on one side, they 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 throw you out. So we were thrown out for uh, for for <laughs> for having no toilets at the landing site. Another time we were thrown out because um, I think we were using poison to catch fish. So we'd spray. I think they would spray poison on the thing. The fish eat the thing. They die. Then these guys would. So those are all the things that needs to be enforced. These are serious markets. They're not like your <laughs> your people around here who just take everything. No, and food is a serious business, True. and you can't um, begrudge anyone wanting to set high standards if you can't meet them. You go to hell. But 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 is it so hard for us to you know standardize our the production of di- many things, not only fish? Well, on a cynical level, there's really no jaulo to be made in standardizing. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, on a very cynical level, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yes, and 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 you know you see these women barefoot in the lake trying to catch this fish, and and the men, and, and you're thinking, okay, so what's going on here? But yeah, that's it. We have to survive. We have to make money. And he says, if there's no jaulo, maybe we are not good. But people, seriously, as a country, we need to think through these things. Standardize where our money is coming from, where revenue is coming from. Thank you very much, Paul. Cool. That was Business in 15.